This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Friday, the 7th of January. In your Sport Today, Novak Djokovic's court case adjourned. A bird stops play in Melbourne. Usman Khawaja raises the bat and bring on the AFLW season. This is your sport today. He was hoping to be on court by the end of the week. Instead, Novak Djokovic's Australian Open hopes will be settled in court as the men's world number one tennis player fights to stay in the country. You're right, Gabs. A lot happened yesterday. We know he was stopped at Tullamarine Airport on Wednesday night by Australian Border Force officials and had his visa cancelled because he didn't meet the criteria to enter the country. He was then taken to a hotel in the morning where he was forced to isolate while his lawyers argued against his deportation back to Serbia at the Federal Circuit Court. His lawyers say Djokovic should be allowed to play, but we're going to have to wait until Monday morning after the hearing was adjourned. Yeah, there is a lot to unpack here because we do know that he was granted a medical exemption by Tennis Australia, but ultimately it is the federal government that decides who can and can't come into the country. So how have other players responded to this news? Well, Spanish star Rafael Nadal basically said that Djokovic wouldn't be in this situation if he'd been vaccinated. American player tennis Sandrin, who is also unvaccinated, said Australia shouldn't be allowed to host a Grand Slam based on the way they handled the Djokovic situation. As for the Prime Minister, well, Scott Morrison said rules are rules and that Djokovic's excuse that he'd had COVID in the past wasn't enough for him to enter the country. Yeah, and one of the important dates to remember here is January 11th. That's when Tennis Australia needs to know who's in and who's out so they can finalise the draw for the Australian Open. Now, a lot is going to happen over the coming days, so it's probably worth following someone like uh, tennis journalist Ben Rothenberg on Twitter for all the latest updates. Christmas has come about two weeks late for Luce, and that's because the AFLW season starts tonight with St Kilda taking on Richmond. I know you're pumped, so please talk me through everything we need to know about the comp. Yes, I do feel like a bit like a kid on Christmas, Gabs, but <laughs> get your pen and paper ready because I'm about to hit you with some facts. This is the sixth season of the AFLW comp with 14 teams to play in 2022. Essendon, Hawthorne, Port Adelaide and Sydney, they're the only AFL teams yet to join the competition, but that's going to change very soon. The Brisbane Lions beat the Adelaide Crows in the grand final last year to win their first premiership, and they're both expected to do well again this year. Each team will play 10 games, which makes this the longest season we've had so far, plus there will, of course, be a finals series as well. There are so many players to look out for, but I'll mention Darcy Vessio, who has kicked the most goals in AFLW history with 44. Bang, and it all starts tonight with Richmond taking on St Kilda at 7.15pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Tickets, they're just 10 bucks for adults, and if you can't get to a game, then you can catch them on the Seven Network, Fox Footy and KO, or you can stream them on the AFL Women's Official app and the AFL Live Official app. I've included a link to the full draw in today's episode notes. 
His initials may be UK, but Usman Khawaja showed England no love yesterday, hitting 137 in his first test match since August in 2019. Yeah, it was another good day for the Aussies, who reached 8 for 416 before they declared, but Khawaja was the star of the day. He's only in the team because Travis Head tested positive to COVID-19, but he made the most of his opportunity. He was dropped on 28, but made the most of his second chance as Australia finished day two on top. It's an important knock for Kawaja because it shows selectors he's still good enough to play test cricket in what is a busy year coming up. And how about his celebration? I reckon I've seen LeBron James do something similar over in the NBA. England, they're going to resume on none for 13. Mitch Starkey did actually have Zach Crawley caught at first slip last night, but it did not count because it was a no ball. All right, back to Kawaja because it is time for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. How many test centuries has Usman Kawaja now scored? What clue have you got for us to finish off the week, Luce? Well, clue today is that you can count it on two hands. Two hands, that gives me five options. All right, I've got a few minutes to think about it, and I'll have the answer for you later in the show. Let's stay with cricket because new quarantine requirements mean that the Women's Ashes series is going to start a week earlier than it was first planned. Yep, and that's to allow time for Australia and English players to complete 10 days of quarantine in New Zealand before the 50-over World Cup starts in March. The changes mean that the Ashes will start with three T20s in Adelaide, a test in Canberra, followed by three one-dayers to be played in Canberra and Melbourne. The Ashes were meant to start on January 27th with the test, but that date has been moved forward a week to give players enough time to complete hotel quarantine. Yeah, and fans in Sydney are going to miss out because Sydney was meant to host two of the T20 matches, but that's no longer the case due to the city's Omicron outbreak. I've posted a link to the updated schedule in the episode notes. If you follow the National Football League, then there's a pretty good chance that you saw Antonio Brown take off his jersey during a game on Monday where it looked like he'd quit mid-game. Well, Brown has spoken for the first time and he says that he was asked to play injured and that's why he blew up. Brown, who was playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, says he was forced to play with a serious ankle injury that requires surgery. He claims he told Bruce Arians that he was too hurt to play, something Arians denied, and that his coach told him he was done with the Bucs if he didn't go on the field. Just this morning, Tampa Bay has officially cut Brown from their roster. It's a big loss for Tampa Bay because Brown is one of the NFL's best wide receivers and scored a touchdown in last year's Super Bowl win. Yeah, he did, and it's unclear if another team will sign Brown next season, and that's because he has been involved in a number of off-field incidents over the past few years. I've popped a link to his walk-off against the New York Jets in the episode notes. I think we've all heard somewhere that it's good luck to be struck by bird poo. Well, American tennis player Riley Pelka found out last night that that might not be entirely true. 
So what happened was Opelka was playing at the Melbourne Somerset when he felt something hit his hat. He realised what it was and stopped play to get another hat. He found one, but the problem was the advertising logo was too big according to the rules. Now, you'd think he could just play without a hat at night, but because he has such long hair, he needs a hat to feel more comfortable on court. In the end, he was given a hat that the ball kids wear Fittingly, it was way too small. (laughs) Does not sound fitting at all. And if you thought that his night couldn't get any worse, well, Apelka lost that match in three sets. Time for Catch This, where we tell you what's caught our eye or what's coming up. What have you got loose to round off the week? Well, I have Sydney Thunder quick Gurinder Sandu picking up a hat trick. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to say much more about that because I've been told it's your birthday, Gabs. So <laughs> me and Sam wanted to say a very happy birthday to you and I'm sure that extends from the whole Squiz and Sport Today team as well. Uh, thank you very much. Well, I'm going to segue straight back to Sandu because I did take a hat trick, but it's not about me even though it's my <laughs> birthday. This was his third hat trick of his performance professional career and the second one he's taken in about two months and guess what he didn't even know he'd taken this hat trick until he was told by one of the commentators i've popped a link to the hat trick ball in the episode notes all right enough of the birthday talk let's get back to the trivia question that's what really matters today and today's question was how many test tons has usman kawaja now hit lucy said you can count it on two hands how many is it two hands nine fingers he's scored nine test centuries you need nine fingers i've got 10 and that served me well for 32 years and i hope it serves me well for another well however long it is to come and usman kawaja you're right that's nine test centuries and his high score is 174 which he got against new zealand in 2015 all right that's the first week of the year done for us loose we'll be back on monday and we'll catch you then